I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode six of Just Jay the Podcast. We are in season three. Um, I'm recording this on March 6th because, you know, in three days I go to Atlanta to record with some really dope people to push my brand a little bit further. Um, And then after I record this, I'm going to go live on my podcast Instagram page just to, you know, share some little announcements that I'm going to share with you guys first. Um, So, like, how do I explain this? So... You know how recording artists or music artists, they will make a song and then they have to allow, they have to get it approved to be put onto different distribution platforms. Like Apple Music would be considered that, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, those are distribution platforms. So when you make a podcast, you kind of have to go through the same process. Like you upload, I basically upload my episodes to RSS, which I call it, and they distribute it to whatever, all of my platforms that I'm on. I just have to upload my shit physically to YouTube. YouTube is the only one that doesn't, they don't do that with. So I used to have just the RSS website in my bio, which would, you know, you click on that and you, it has like my show description, a pick my logo, all that stuff, all the episodes on the bottom. And then there's a, a little button that says, um, what does it say? Like platforms, I guess it says. And then you click on it and it'll show you each platform that I'm on and you click it and it'll take you there. Just, it's just, it wasn't the presentation that I wanted it to be. And I have a goal of getting my own website for sure. Absolutely. But I want to do that when I'm officially able to sell merchandise and when I'm actually able to really make that shit fire. So the RSS website was okay for right now. And you know, it was easy for people to find me and this is how my platform grew using this directly. But I decided to do a link tree. A link tree is so much more easier, so much more convenient. And it's basically like a link. The link is in my bio. You click it and it'll literally take you. It says my name and then it says, here's the links to my show and all the other cool stuff I do. So right now I have my Apple podcast page, my Spotify page, my YouTube page. And then tonight I'm dropping a So New York playlist and that'll be on there as well. The So New York playlist is pretty much like something that I've been working on for months. Um, It's my way of showing recognition to the upcoming New York artists that I have either met, that I know, or have been introduced to by other people that I met. And it's just a way to get them all to collectively get their recognition. You know, some of them probably don't even know each other, never heard each other's music, and that's a way for them, you know, just press shuffle and see what the fuck you find on that shit. Super cool, amazing, dope artists. None of them sound the same. All of them have their different flair and flavor that they bring to the New York catalog. So I felt like I want to be the platform that does that for them and, you know, puts that out there. So I definitely, I'm dropping that after I go live tonight. Um, that will be up on my link tree. You can easily find that with the link in my bio. 
So yeah, the link tree kind of, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to just go live and tell people about it so that, you know, they can see that it's easier to access me and that the presentation is really coming together. Because I feel like presentation is really, really key when you are running a business and when you want people to find you. Because, you know, somebody can come across my video on Instagram real quick and then be like, okay, what what is she about? How can I find her? Click that link in my bio and it takes you right to everything. You don't got to scroll. You don't got to find the button. To, nah. So I'm happy about that. I'm excited that it's easier now. And yeah, I can't wait to go to Atlanta. Um, not gonna lie, today's Sunday. Starting tomorrow, I will be completely unavailable. I am, the whole week, I'm just unavailable. So that's I'm gonna go live, tell y'all what I gotta tell y'all real quick, uh, drop my playlist for y'all, and then that's it. Like, I'm gonna go ghost. Well, not ghost, because I'm gonna be posting, because I want y'all to see me having a good ass time and living my best life. But uh, when it comes to business, nah. Any business in New York, I can't handle it right now. I'm also excited because when I get back, I already have so many people trying to connect with me and collaborate. So that's it's it's this is it's really a good season for me right now. Not fi not literally, well, literally and figuratively. So I'm excited. Now, this week's episode, I want to talk about setting boundaries and the dating scene. But when I say setting boundaries, I don't necessarily just mean in your um, intimate relationships. I mean in your friendships as well, because I feel like it's important to have boundaries in both. Because setting boundaries shows that you don't play about yourself. Setting boundaries shows that you are someone who knows what you deserve, knows what you want, and you're not going to settle for less than that. I think what we don't understand... Okay, let's start it off with nobody talks about the... So when you go through toxic relationships, right, and that's all you know, that's all you've seen, and you finally get into this one healthy, loving relationship, right, that shit is kind of a trigger. What I mean by that is, this recently happened to me, like, a guy could be showing you everything that you want to be shown, like getting you flowers, treating you right, communication's on point, respect is on 10, um, but it's just like, whoa, I'm not used to this. Like, I'm used to that toxic nigga shit. Unfortunately, that's what I'm used to. So this healthy new stuff is like, whoa, okay. Like, maybe this is is really what I've been deserving this whole time. Like, but it's a scary transition. Nobody talks about that. Like, I think when you're getting loved properly, it triggers the moments in you that where you weren't getting loved properly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll make you go back to the trust issues that you used to have in your past relationships or the insecurities, like healthy love brings that shit back up so that you can heal from it. And I think when you do get in a healthy, loving relationship, it's important that you and your partner both know that there are going to be triggers for the both of you that you guys may have thought that you overcame and that you're not affected by, but realistically you are. As humans, you're affected by everything that you go through, whether you realize it, whether you see it or, or not. And I think that Learning from your past encounters with people or your past in interactions and applying it to how you move in the future and like for yourself individually and for a relationship is important because it's important to know what you do and don't want when you're dating. And I think that those past relationships show you that like they show you. I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I tell you guys all the time. I've only been in two real relationships Um in my adult life, I guess. Well, they were when I was teenagers to adulthood, but I still count them because they were really, really long, lengthy, year-long relationships. So I count them. Um, but 
I would say what I've learned the most from those two relationships entirely was know your worth. That was the title of the last of the uh, two episodes ago. And I think that is the most amazing phrase ever because knowing your worth will take will steer you away from a lot of unnecessary situations. And I think in my last relationship in particular, I did not know my worth until I went through the craziest shit until I literally got drugged to the dirt. And when you go, when you're at the bottom of the barrel, literally in a relationship that you felt so safe in, it makes you like, once you get to the bottom, it's like, okay, I got to get out of this. And when you get out of it, you realize how powerful you are. And I think that that relationship taught me to never settle for the bare minimum, you know, like I deserve everything and more. So when I set that boundary for myself, when you set boundaries for yourself, you attract different men. You attract men that see your boundaries and see that you're carrying yourself differently from the other females out there. So I think that relationship definitely taught me like not only knowing my worth, but having respect for myself. Because when I respect myself, I'm not going to allow anybody else to disrespect me. I already am not, I don't play when it comes to disrespectful shit because I'm just not with that shit. Like either you respect me or we don't got to fuck with each other. That's really it. Because I'm always give nothing but respect as well until I feel disrespected. So I definitely think that my past relationships or your past relationships in general do or should play an important role in. And I also, wait, hold on, sorry. My mind is just going. But I've been single for a long time. And I think in that time that I've been single, it's allowed me to have the time to heal from my past situations and have me the, let me let allow me the time to, like really think about the things that I've gone through when it comes to relationships and like I said I'm healing and at the same time I'm I'm learning about what it takes to be a woman who knows her worth and who is not going to just allow her energy to be interrupted by anybody you know what I'm saying I told you guys this before I don't really like people because I just don't like my energy is quick to tell me yay or nay when it comes to a person And I just don't, I feel like I'm so valuable that I'm just, you got to really, 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 really move me to want to be, to have me want to be in your face, you know? But I don't know. I think that we often say when we are looking for love, actually, I feel like looking for love is the wrong phrase because we shouldn't necessarily be looking for love. It should automatically just find us. And I think when it automatically finds you, it's the purest love because like I said you weren't looking for it and it's unexpected but we often feel like people are supposed to come into our lives ready to love us and know how to handle us true to a certain extent because I personally feel like we essentially do have to teach people how to love us because when you are dating someone and you're trying to get to know somebody you don't know their love language you don't know how they move in certain situations. You don't know this person. So technically you do have to teach somebody how to handle you and how to love you and how to, you know, get to know you. Because I think that the right person is going to apply pressure, but at the end of the day, nobody's going to really, really know what you need and what you want or desire off rip. My love language is quality time and physical touch. 
I, I could sit with you all day, do nothing as long as I'm in your presence and we're laying together or you're touching me somehow. Like, that's just, I don't know. That's the type of woman I am. I'm not into really the gift thing. Yes, obviously gifts make me feel good. I love flowers, all that shit. But I just rather be in your presence for real. I'm a simple kind of earth sign, love connection kind of girl. But yeah. I think we do have to teach people how to love us. Just like when you're getting to know someone, you have to teach them everything about you. How to love you is a part of teaching them about you. I think also like when you do, dating at this age in this generation is really hard because there's there aren't a lot of us with good hearts. There aren't a lot of us who are looking for people with pure intentions. There aren't a lot of us who just want to give out positivity and don't want to bring baggage and negative toxic shit into your life. There aren't a lot of us who feel passionately about about love the way that I do and and understand it and understand what it takes to really be in love and to love somebody fully, you know? I think the problem with my generation really is that we don't know what love is, we don't know what it consists of, and we're not even willing to put in the work to learn about it or do it, you know? But we always say we love people, we love people, but it's we're just throwing that shit around because we think we know the definition, but we really don't, and we're not doing the effort to find out. Um, That just got really real. I'm thinking about everything I just said, and it's like, yeah, yeah. all I hear is, yeah, bitch, facts, facts, facts. <laughs> I think being a Taurus woman, I know I talk about being a Taurus woman all the time, but like, it's the best sign, so can't tell me nothing. I think I've learned this not only from myself, but also from my fellow Taurus friends that I know. Tauruses don't stop loving someone they truly love. Because I personally feel like, I remember writing about this when I was in high school. I personally feel like if you stop loving someone, you were never really in love or you never really loved them. Because you can love someone and then it not work out and then you just love them from a distance. I think that's what one of the greatest qualities about Tauruses in general because we don't stop loving someone that we truly love. We just learn to move on without them in life, you know? So I think uh, to like follow up with that, like not only just being a Taurus person trait, that is just something that we should all learn in our lives in general because one, we have to learn that it's okay to move on with our lives without people that we wanted to be there forever. And two, we have to learn that it's okay to love somebody from a distance that is hurting you. Because I think we always, like I, I said this in the past couple of episodes, like we always think that ending a, ending something, or whether it be a relationship, friendship, has to be tumultuous, has to be toxic, and it doesn't. It's okay to say, listen, I love you, but like I'm going to just love you from a distance and be over here because you're not healthy for me. You're not good for me. You're not feeding into my peace, you know? You're taking away from it. So I think that that's where the setting boundaries comes in because that's a boundary. Learning to love someone until you can't love them anymore because it's not beneficial for you. And I feel that Setting boundaries is something that takes a long time for people to learn. I keep looking into space because I'm just really, really thinking. And I'm trying to like sound like I know what I'm talking about because I kind of do. <laughs> but setting boundaries takes a long time for you to really... First of all, you have to understand what that means. 
And second of all, you have to understand what your boundaries are. So setting boundaries, like I said in the beginning of this little episode, I said setting boundaries shows that you're not playing about yourself. Setting boundaries is 100% a healthy way of differentiating between what deserves your time and what does not. And I think the longer your list of boundaries, the better, because you're not going to allow people to play with you. And I think that's something our generation is huge on. We play too much. We play with people's time. We play with people's feelings. We play with people's emotions for no reason. We do it way too much. And it's it's pointless. Why play with somebody's time and somebody's emotions when you could simply not even engage or be interactive with that person? It's so much easier to just say, you know what, this is not for me. Like I'm a I'm a head out than just hurting people essentially. Because I feel like being a good person stems down to how you treat people, really. Because you can't say you're a good person and treat people bad. That's not what a good person does. A good person treats people with respect and loves people and treats people how they would want to be treated. So, I kind of lost my train of thought just gone. <laughs> Dang. Oh, nah, okay. I looked at my notes, don't worry. Um, I think that, like I was saying, dating in this generation is hard because there's not many people like with good intentions and coming into your life just to bring you positivity and actually love on you. I think that when you do find someone though, that, you know, understands your boundaries and treats you how you deserve to be treated and doesn't, is more of a healing thing for you than a trigger. I think you should keep it as close to your heart as you can until you really, really know that it's solid until you really, really know that it's secure. Cause I also feel like you got to keep things that you're happy about or excited about super low key until you're sure of its presence. That goes for anything. Like say you get a business deal or say you, you know, sign a, sign a, um, I was about to say sign a business deal. Like I didn't just say, say you get a business deal, whatever. So you get a business deal or or an opportunity and you know, it's still in the works. You don't want to like, talk about that shit too much or boast about that shit too much and then it end up falling through. Don't talk about nothing until you're secure that it's you're secure of its presence in your life. That goes for relationships as well. Like me like I'm not gonna be posting no guy that I'm hanging out with two, three, four links in when I don't know if he's gonna be here in a couple months, you know? Like you really gotta build solidity in certain things before you can share it. Because also not only that, like not only could it fall through and then end up backfiring on you and having you look crazy. But also, there's people preying on your downfall. Not everybody that you have on your social media or have around you wants to see you win all the time. And I think that's one of the greatest things that I learned in 2022, or 2021, sorry, because like, not everybody wants to see you win like they say they do. Because when you do win and when you are winning, they're haters. Because it's like, how can you want to see me win and you hating on me? But, oh, I, I want you to win. I want you to do all this stuff. And then when you do it, it's crickets, silent. Nah, there are a lot of people who are wanting things to fall through for you. Speaking on shit prematurely can ruin it too. And it can give others access to ruin it as well or steal it for their own benefit. That's another thing. When I have an idea for my podcast or when I have something that I want to 
do. I keep that shit super low key and super to myself until I actually have a plan to do it and I'm in the works of executing it. Then I'll tell people when it's when it's either finished or when it's in the works and I know it only got this much left to be finished because then people can't ruin it. Then people can't project their negativities on me and say, mm, I don't know if I like that. People can't change how I feel about it, you know, because it's already done. It's already set in stone. And at that point, when you drop, when you hit people with something that you finished and it's created and it's complete by you, they can't say nothing but watch in awe because it's like, damn, she really did it without even telling anybody that she was doing it. I like, I saw a meme and it says, I stay low key and then just pop out and have them like, wait, since when? That's me. That's 100% me. And I think that if you wait until the time is right and until it's solid, no one can mess anything up. Sorry, I'm mad thirsty. Oh my God. My Uncle Corey gave me this cup before he passed away. RIP to the God. I love you. Every time I drink out of this cup, I feel very much like I'm in his living room chopping it up like I used to be. But um, yeah. I think you also have to have boundaries with your friends too. And there's this um, TikTok song. I know y'all, I keep telling y'all I love TikTok. I'm obsessed. I don't know. I don't know why it's taking over my life. I don't know. But I will say my TikToks are pretty fucking funny and they get a lot of love. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. Whatever. But um, there's this TikTok song that goes, don't call this number anymore because I won't be there like I was before. First time I heard it, I was like, ooh, I love it. Okay. Because setting boundaries, like when you decide to fuck with people how they fuck with you and set those boundaries, they don't get the same access, as you, access to you. They don't get the same opportunities to be around you. And I think that hurts people sometimes because it's like, damn, what the fuck? Like, I was just fucking with her before when I was treating her like shit. And then she bossed up and now she don't fuck with me no more. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. Even in friendships, I think. Okay, I'll break it down. There's a lot of things that I don't tolerate in my friendships. Because, first of all, I love being a friend. I think I'm a great friend. I think friendship is is important, like male or female. And I think because I, I think friendship is important because just having people in your corner that are you can actually consider friends and that you can talk to and that you can just tell about how you feel and that will really understand you and try to be there for you is important. Because, you know, sometimes you, you can only really tell your family so much or your family can really only be there for you so much because they don't really know you like your friends do. Everybody that knows you has a different relationship with you. So having friends is really, really important because it gives you an opportunity to have people outside of your family that can be in your corner. So I take friendship really seriously. And I would, I think there's so many things that I do not tolerate. I don't like the fake shit. I don't tell me about, don't talk shit to me about nobody else and then be out with them or then be doing shit for them. Don't do it to me. Don't, don't cross my line with loyalty. Don't cross my line with disrespect. Don't cross my line with taking advantage of me and my good heart. Like, I'm very quick to cut people off. And yes, it will hurt me. Don't get it twisted. I will be very upset. Yes, it will hurt me very, very badly. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to let nobody fuck with me. 
like that because I don't nah I don't play it I don't like I don't play that and like I said I don't play about myself and I'm not gonna let if I wouldn't let this man do this to me in a relationship why would I let my friend do this to me in a friendship or why would I let this family member do this to me like when I can cut off friends and anybody so easily no I think that's why I have such a strained relationship with some of my family members because I I'm I don't I don't when it comes to disloyalty and disrespect, I, I'm quick to cut you off. I will never speak to you again with no problem. Because at the end of the day, I know that it wasn't me that was disloyal or disrespectful. I know that at the end of the day, I'm an amazing person and taking an L on losing me is on you. That is the dumbest thing you could ever do. And that like friend, family, boyfriend, whatever, losing me is a huge L. And I know that. So when it comes to like not speaking to my family, I don't mind because I know, first of all, I have a family in my house. Okay, they're very cool. I love them to death. And once you cross that line of being corny to me or being disloyal or being fake, you can it's very, very hard to come back. I've never seen nobody do it. You could try, but I've never seen nobody do it. Cause I just don't like I don't after that, I don't care. After that, you don't need to be around me for real. Cause I think I pride myself on being so real and so genuine and so loyal to people that like why would I have that? Why why would I have anything but that around me? Having hanging around with fake bitches only makes you fake too. And I'm not no fake bitch, and I ain't never been no fake bitch, and I ain't gonna be no fake bitch for nobody. It's not my speed. Sorry. <laughs> I got real moment. Last week, last episode, I felt like. It wasn't my best. Um, I felt like I was just so tired when I recorded that episode. So I was like, I had notes and I had things to talk about, but I just felt like I was talking all over the place. I felt like my energy was low. That's why I called the episode low energy. Cause I just felt like I couldn't even really watch. I didn't even really watch it back when I recorded it. Cause I just knew like after I pressed stop on the record button, I just like sighed and I was like, damn, like I, that's just felt so shitty. Like I didn't feel like myself. I wasn't my happy, positive self and no cap. I wasn't going to post it. I was just going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to delete it and I'll see them next week. But I, I could not ruin my consistency. I've posted episodes every Friday faithfully when I'm in season. If I'm off season, I have my two week breaks and then I'm right back to doing the consistency. So I just could not fuck that up. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to just show them the raw, authentic exhaustion that I feel and post it. Because I know, like, one, I have a lot of people who fuck with my episodes and that look forward to them every week. So that would disappoint a few people. And me putting this out would allow people to connect with me further because they see, like, damn, she's tired, but she's still working. She's doing everything she got to do. That's authentic. That's real. That's raw. And that's everything that I portray myself and claim to be so why not just show that and like I said the consistency thing I could not just say that I fucking hated one episode and just fell off and wasn't going to record nothing else because it was so late in the week like I I couldn't record nothing else because I just didn't have time and on top of that I was exhausted already so and I was already down in the dumps because of what I had already recorded so I was like fuck it I'm not recording that shit again because that's just going to be whack anyway because I already I already feel whack about it so I just decided to post it and honestly I got 
a good amount of support because I had posted on my story before it like an hour two hours before it dropped and I was like yo like because the know your worth episode was so good I loved that episode I really was talking my shit I felt good I looked good like it was good and people loved it I listened to that episode over and over again at work that day too the day that it dropped and I was like damn how am I gonna top this shit I knew I couldn't top it the next I knew I couldn't but and especially like recording some shit and it feels fucked up and it doesn't feel good after you already said how I'm going to top this next episode. It just feels very defeating. Okay, so I was just like, fuck it. I don't know. I know that last episode was great. I'm sorry. This episode is so different. Like I, you can tell that I'm low energy, low vibration, low everything. And like I apologize to the people that I on my Instagram story. And... When I posted the episode and people actually got the chance to listen to it, they were like, yo, it was great. Like, you're fine. Like, obviously you look tired and you sound like you're tired and you have low energy. But at the end of the day, the shit you were talking about was great. And it's okay. Let's get back into it next week. So I appreciate the support from everybody that was tuned into that episode because I was so devastated about it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't post about it. Nothing. Like, there's no, no. Because I just, I just really felt shitty about it but seeing the support and seeing the love that I got really helped with that and I feel like I'm not gonna let y'all down the rest of the season is just gonna be me improving me having great guests me having great conversations and it's gonna get so much better I promise you because when I go to Atlanta I'm gonna record so much great content then I'm gonna come back and get right back to it and the season is going to continue to grow and continue to get better. And I'm going to grow my audience and my link tree is going to be fire. Everybody's going to love it. I'm going to drop my pot. I'm going to drop my playlist in about 20 minutes and it's going to be good. I hope everybody loves the playlist when it comes out. Also, I think everybody's going to love it. I think all of the artists on it are going to be really appreciative because the artists that I have um, shown it to recently have been super appreciative, super like they loved it. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see how that goes. I'm about to go live in a couple minutes. Thank y'all for tuning into another episode of Just Jay the Podcast. I appreciate y'all. I fuck with y'all. I will see y'all when I get back from Atlanta. And yeah, I'm clocking out for the week. <laughs> Peace out.